Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hey, good evening, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory. Uh, I'm your host, Davey. We're really excited to have you along with us tonight. Uh, we're uh, here to celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. We do that every week. And we have a really fun show lined up for you tonight. Comedian Scott Wood is joining us. And we're going to be talking about comedy, faith, and the new comedy cooking show available for free on Tubi TV. It's called Something Smells Funny. And now, uh, speaking of, of funny, uh, for if for any church or business or ministry located in the Midwest, and you're looking for a way to bring people to or back to uh, your venue or your uh, your church, consider bringing Wellverse Comedy, uh, Gift for Glory's uh, improv ministry. And uh, whether you want a show or a workshop, which includes our Improv Your Witness, a, a class designed to help you get out, out of your own way when sharing the hope of salvation in Jesus. We're ready to use the gift of laughter and the skills of improv to excite, entertain, and, and just really uplift everybody that comes. Uh, if you're interested in finding out more, Email us, improv at wellversecomedy.com, improv at wellversecomedy.com. And uh, we'd love to have the conversation with you to talk about how improv and comedy can can really make a difference uh, for you and your organization. And with that said, let's move on to our Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be reading from uh, 2 Timothy 1.7. Uh, and uh, really, uh, you know, here, Paul is just really pouring into and encouraging uh, Timothy, who's very young, very young in the faith, and he wants to give him the, the, this important bit of knowledge. Second Timothy one seven: For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Uh, so I'll just say that again: For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now th- this verse is very complete in that it, it addresses. Fear and timidity. That's not something that we're supposed to carry. That's not something that God wants us to operate in. Being afraid and having fear for a moment, you know, those kind of things, those emotions, they're there to tell us something. They're there to motivate us to move, to make a day, a, a change, uh, to move forward somehow. But it's not something that's supposed to paralyze us and handcuff us. So when we feel fear or timidity, understand what, what we're what our spirit is telling us, our emotions are telling us, but move forward, but move forward knowing that you have power, power by the Holy Spirit given to us by God. But most importantly, operate in love because power without love is just being a bully. Um, being gentle, but without love is just being weak. But love is strong, it's powerful, and it will guide you in a very strong way. And also self-discipline here. Uh, this is kind of Paul re, uh, kind of reiterating a little bit the fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But here he, he sums it up with power, love, and self-discipline. We can't go too far left or right. We got to have self-discipline where we're focused and we don't lose our, our focus on the Lord. Uh, so uh, don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. Don't live in timidity, but realize that you have power, power to fulfill your calling power to make a difference in the world or to be 
in the world, not of the world, but to be in the world, we have to use and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, but do so in love and with self-discipline. So that is our devotions with Dave segment coming from First Timothy, uh, one, excuse me, Second Timothy one seven. I hope I've been uh, quoting that correctly. Second Timothy one seven. Uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So that is our devotion with Dave segment. Now we're moving on to our interview segment. Uh, we have an amazing comedian, amazing uh, comedic mind. Uh, his, his name is Scott Wood. He's known as Mr. Punchline. He's the host of a new cooking show that's on Tubi TV. It's called Something Smells Funny. Uh, and we're going to hear about his comedy uh, including uh, his statement that it, it cracks me every time I, I've seen it posted, uh, Black Wives Matter. Uh, we're also going to hear his uh, testimony. Uh, don't miss out on Something Smells Funny, which is has amazing guests like Mark Christopher Lawrence, who we've seen on the Gifts of Glory podcast, uh, Saturday Night Live legend Victoria Jackson, uh, comedic legend Bobby Collins, uh, comedian uh, Jimmy Brogan. Um, so we're going to actually play two trailers for you here uh, right now. Uh, first, we're, as we've talked about Something Smells Funny, we want to backtrack a little bit and show you Scott Wood in his uh, amazing funny show uh, with uh, Dr. Watson, PC2, Tips for Doctors, Staff, and Patients that Keep Everyone Laughing. And then we're also going to play that trailer for Something Smells Funny, just so that you can get a little preview of who our guest is and a couple of the amazing projects he's been a part of. So here is our first trailer uh, for PC2. In a world where one man stars in a comedy that's so cheap, he has to do his own voiceover work. Scott Wood in PC2. show chuck you played big mike that was a lot of fun you can't zest and talk at the same time <laughs> yeah you know it's a cooking show scott this is cooking has to happen there's a comic in the kitchen it's time for something smells funny hey welcome to something smells funny the cooking show with stand-up comics everybody steals dana carvey's impressions i've never done that never never not gonna do it <laughs> My parents made me become a comedian. Really? Yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor. And they said, no, no, we want a failure on the family. Okay, so, great. So, now, did you personally cut the cheese or no? No. Okay. Because something smells funny, Bobby. You want to break them down really good. So make sure you crush them. Crush them. It looks like you just, like, fondling them. Crush them, Scott. Nobody ever asks me about my culinary skills. They don't? No, ever. This will be the blonde leading the blonde, okay, people? Well, what does that do? Let's go all? to the bathroom really quick. Okay, no. yeah. Food can kill you. My uncle got run over by Meals on Wheels. Can you believe that? <laughs> this is going to be delicious. <laughs> it's a half-hour show, Victoria. I don't know. Like we did with Play-Doh and Sand at the Beach. <laughs> She'll be so impressed if I did this. I, she would be. She'd be impressed that you're actually in the kitchen. That does look 
I'm gonna be honest, it looks the sick and disgusting, Jimmy. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. I've been wanting to bite this since you got here. Oh, you don't just bite it, Scott. You take a fork. Well, I wasn't gonna just go face down like a pig. <laughs> Someone should have been silverware. The super Popeye spinach explosion will make you big and strong. What's love got to do? <laughs> And to all of our viewers, we'll see you next time on Something Smells Funny. Thanks, everybody. This is so good. And now we bring in our guest at this time, Scott Wood, Mr. Punchline. Dude, Dude. both are hilarious. hilarious. Uh, really looking forward uh, uh, to having our audience find both of these shows. And uh, if they haven't already... Uh, uh, enjoy those because um, it, let, let's talk about uh, uh, um, something or something smells funny. Um, it just came out uh, recently. It's on Tubi TV. All four episodes are out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it get started? And uh, what's the the premise? Well, it's got started as a uh, um, an idea I had in 2015 and love the cooking shows, love to eat. I'm a foodie, of course. And I just thought it would be great if there was something that can, combine just you know delicious food with uh, something really funny you know and entertaining as far as you know maybe comedians or something and, and so that's where it all hit me and then i came up with the title something smells funny and my good friend executive producer tim watson dr timothy watson got behind the project and funded it all and we found some great comics we got some other uh big name comics coming on and we're super excited so i mean if you love to eat and you love to laugh uh, man, have we got a show for you. It's where it's where comedy and cooking collide. So Something Smells Funny, the cooking show with comics. Uh, and you can catch it on Tubi TV. It's a free app. Uh, you know, you can download it onto any uh, device or at home or whatever on Tubi, T-U-B-I. That's Tubi TV. And check out Something Smells Funny. Now, you've got uh, four episodes out now, and you said that you've got more comedians on the way uh, mm-hmm. When uh, when are you expecting uh, the, the uh, additional episodes to start, or have they well, already been? Well, no. Well, we're we're hoping to get some more filmed. In fact, I just talked to the executive producer, and and they definitely want to do some more. So hopefully, before the end of the year, we can have uh, some more um, uh, episodes under our belt. They're also shopping it around to different other streaming platforms, like uh, uh, I've heard, like uh, Hulu and Amazon Prime. IMDb is another one. Uh, Magnolia, maybe the uh, Magnolia Network on Discovery Plus. So uh, we're really hoping to uh, Fox TV uh, owns the um, uh, what am I trying to say? Tubi is under the umbrella of Fox TV, Dave. So hopefully maybe Fox will want to pick it up. And we got people like uh, old Paul Rodriguez, Tom Dreesen, uh, the hilarious uh, uh, Fraser Smith, um, who else? Uh, Joey Medina. So many comics uh, will be coming on and just comic after comic. So we're super excited, you know. It's it's a fun show. It's a talk show in a kitchen. So tune in to Tubi. Was this something where uh, you kind of already knew the recipes that you're going into, or did you learn a lot as you worked with with Victoria Jackson, Mark Christopher Lawrence, uh, Bobby Collins, and uh, uh, Jimmy Brogan? Um, a little of each, you know. I I like to toy in the kitchen, but I, I used to work as a cook when I was trying to get the comedy going full time. And uh, and your cat is here too, so we're excited yes. about that. And they're they're delicious too. Three fifty for maybe about forty minutes in the oven, and they make their own gravy. So nice. um, I, I don't know if you know that. No, but the the comics it's exciting because the comedians get to bring on a dish that they love to eat, they love to make, they love to share, 
and I just help them make that dish. And uh, I just interview them right in the kitchen about their great illustrious career, what they've done, what they're doing now, where can we catch them next? Um, like I said, it all takes place right in the kitchen. Lots of great cooking, a lot of laughter, a lot of improv, a lot of crazy mishaps. I do a monologue right up front, just like all the talk show hosts. I have a comedy club right here in my kitchen with the red curtain, as you saw. So and we have a live audience. So we have a monologue. We show a comedy clip. We bring out the comedian. We do some cooking, some laughing. It's a great half hour show. And there's actually five episodes. There's four episodes plus the featurette, which is kind of like the best of all four episodes. So you can catch those on 2B TV. What was your favorite recipe um, that you guys uh, worked out? You know, they were all they were all fun. They were all delicious. Bobby's omelet was delicious. Uh, and so was the the uh, the uh, the hummus that that uh, that Jimmy Brogan made. Like I said, I'm a foodie and, and my wife got me into salads. You know, if I wanted a salad, I would just get, you know, lettuce and tomato on my cheeseburger. Right. right? But yeah, because I love to eat. I ate a whole Dove bar and that is the worst tasting soap. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's horrible, uh, uh, Dave. I'll tell you. And then when you have gas, you blow bubbles. Forget about it. It's just it's an ugly scene at my house. But um, so so but Victoria made a delicious salad. It had a little bit of everything in it. And, uh, you know, I love a good salad with some walnuts or raisins or apple uh, vinaigrette dressing. Um, so and the fish, the fish that Mark made was uh, not deep fried. It was grouper right there was pan pan made in, in a delicious red sauce with some rice. So we try to keep them really delicious, really tasty. We're health conscious. You know, you don't have to use regular sugar. You can use a sugar substitute or a sweet and low, um, low fat milk. There's many things that we're going to also try to encourage people to do, to eat a little better and have a great time while they're doing it. And all the recipes are online um, at something smells funny. Dot TV, as well as when we're, when you're watching the shows, all the recipes, they'll come right up on screen. You can follow right along. You can make them right there in your kitchen. They don't take long at all. It's just, it's a half hour show, a 22 minute show. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. Um, so uh, we also uh, previewed uh, PC2 uh, for, uh, 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 to keep everyone laughing. Mm -hmm. uh, you find it at P-E-E-C-E-E-T-O-O. On uh, Facebook or uh, uh, YouTube, uh, we've got the link yes. in the show notes as well. So, how did that show uh, come about? Because I know uh, you mentioned Dr. Watson is also involved in uh, Something Smells Funny, uh, so obviously there's a connection there. But how did uh, PC2 come about? Uh, well, I met Dr. Timothy Watson when our daughter was real little. She was like maybe three or four years old, and she became, or he became our our pediatrician for her. And then when our son came along six years later. So I've known him as long as I've known, uh, you, you know, my kids, which is their whole life. Right. Yeah. So like so like like over 20 years, because our daughter is in her 20s and him and I hit it off. He's got a great sense of humor. He's a fun doctor. He's not your regular doctor. He likes to infuse humor into every patient visit visit. He believes laughter is good, like a medicine, as you and I do. And so when him and I met and he found out I was a comedian, well, Dave, we just hit it off right away. And uh, he just became a dear friend of mine. And then we talked about um, uh, way before something smells funny, which he was really on board with because he always wanted to, you know, get behind something that showed delicious food uh, in a funny way. Right. And health conscious food. So that's how that came about. But um, being, you know, that he runs like five separate clinics and being a doctor himself and a pediatrician, he just wanted to show the funny side of patients and also the funny side 
of the workers that work at the uh, as nurses and doctors. So he said, let's do something, you know, and PC, of course, pediatric clinic. So it's PC one and then PC two. Uh, and there, there's a video series, like you said, that you can catch and order on YouTube or see some of the some of them on YouTube, as well as missingpediatrics.com. So I play a doctor. I'm not a I'm not a real doctor, but I play one on on TV. I can actually, um, you know, it's great for me, Dave, because I can sum up my whole career in three words: straight to video, <laughs> or, or yeah. banal. But it's a lot of fun. So I play a funny doctor, and we had a, we just did a lot of quick sketches. They're almost like fast, funny SNL sketches that have to do with the world of being a doctor and patients and kids and all kinds of just funny, funny, one sketch after another. So, and Christopher Sean Shaw was the producer and director of that, as well as Something Smells Funny. So we want to give him a shout out. And uh, so we've been together, all of us, for a lot of years, just putting together some really funny content. You know, we need to laugh, especially now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just irrespective of what side of the political aisle you've been on or, or what, you know, how COVID has affected you, there's been stress and angst and, and frustration on all sides, all people. So mm-hmm. comedy is really the medicine that we all need right now. Yes. And the shows, the live shows since, since the middle of 2021, they've all been coming back, uh, Dave, and um, people are coming out in droves. And some are outside, some are inside with, you know, um, you know, social distancing here and there or doing whatever protocol demands them to do. But it's been great because the shows have been absolutely just full. People are coming out. They want to laugh again. They're tired of being cooped up in the house for, for 18, 19 months. Yeah. And so the, the shows have been fantastic. I mean, I, I mean, I'm. I mean, it's just great. You know, what, what was really funny before just seems to Billy. I, I mean, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but they're just really laughing really hard. And I just feel like they're excited to be out and, 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 and see other people. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, it, it proves that laughter is a gift from God because of all the darkness that we've been through the last mm-hmm. nearly two years. Right. Now, just no matter how little the light is, the light is just so much brighter when and it's more appreciated because we've seen so much of the other side of the coin right and uh, that that's where you're seeing and other comics are seeing that people are just more hungry to let that loose and yeah. so uh you know this is a great time for people like me who are mediocre comedians to get out there because you know the bar is so low because it's been so bad right. that i might have a shot you never know you might have a shot who knows but and with everyone wearing masks, it's never been a better time for ugly people. So you know what I'm telling you. I told my friend, keep your mask on. You might finally meet someone. Right. Who knows? Well, we should- I, I I got out of the uh, the friend zone, so I don't I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, same here. We've been married for 25 years. We've been happy for two. So that's exciting. Were those the, your two busy years on the road? The two busy years when I was on the road, but. I love my wife, though. I really do. Uh, uh, like I said, she's African-American. That means I'm Black-owned. That's what that means. Black wives matter, as you yes. said earlier. Black Dave, Dave Ebert, everybody, of Siskel and Ebert. You look different. All my love to Siskel. But anyway. Yeah. Well, they, they've both passed on. So uh, what was yes. interesting is uh, I, I'm actually adopted, so Ebert's not my natural name. But for some reason, and this makes absolutely no difference, but I saw 
an interview that Roger Ebert gave, and he talked about how curved his thumb was. And right. I have the same curve. Yeah, I don't know what that means, other than that's just a random trivia that does nobody any good. I think it's the latter. Yes. I believe yes, but that's good. So, how long have you been doing stand up and uh, been in comedy? Uh, right now, about twenty two minutes. How, how long have we been on? Yeah, about 22. I've been doing stand-up comedy as a full-time career for over 30 years, 32 years. Uh, I started in the mid-80s, went full-time in 89, 90, right then and there. And then I've just been doing it ever since. It's been a great career. I've been everywhere. Every every show, comedy, cruise ship, corporate, club, church, college, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, wedding, backyard party, you name it. I've been there. Have jokes, we'll travel, I'm cheap, I'm easy. But um, so it's just been a great career. It's all I ever wanted to do. I mean, you just talk to any comedian who's been doing it for 30 years and more, and they'll tell you just road stories that are just horrible, you know. But yeah. uh, but I love it, though. Show business is my life, but I can't prove it. So I know that. I know, I know comedy's in my blood. My wife said she just wishes it was in my act. Oh. <laughs> But my wife's crazy. She hates the way I dress. She kept telling me earlier in the bedroom, look at you, nothing matches, which hurt my feelings, Dave, because I was naked. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's it's rough. It's rough, Dave. It's rough. 25 plus years. We met on the Christian dating site. Um, what's that one, the popular one, the Craigslist? Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No warranties. No, it's actually eBay. I was the highest bidder. So that's exciting. Free shipping, too. Um, I'll do a fake freeze. There we go. Uh, so what, uh, you did, uh, um, you do a lot of impressions or that's kind of like how you started was doing impressions, uh, and, and, uh, impersonations. Uh, when did you find that you had that talent? Uh, early on, I was doing a lot of cartoon voices and a lot of, uh, whoever was popular in the seventies and eighties. Um, From presidents to the Muppets to Alf, Pee Wee Herman, I mean, Nixon, Carter, all the presidents, um, all the way up until today with Trump, Obama. Um, So it's always uh, it's always fun, man. I love doing the impressions. People seem to like it. And uh, and speaking of the former president of the United States, you know, he's he's our neighbor here. And uh, uh, Trump is here. Hold on just a second. Mr. Mr. President. Hello, sir. Absolutely tremendous, terrific, terrific, tremendous. Dave, I love what you're doing. I love it. I don't know what it is. Tremendous. Well, congratulations on the good news out of Arizona. Uh, we heard you talk about it in uh, in Georgia. Uh, nothing but good news. Terrific news. It's all, as you know, I will be back in some capacity. I'm just letting Joe rent the White House. Sleepy Joe, out with the old, in with the older. So other than rallies, what are you doing to keep yourself busy, uh, Mr. President? This, I play, you've heard of air guitar. I, as you, you've seen me in, in interviews, I do air accordion. Nice. Well, uh, our friend uh, Scott Wood is a comedian, and I'm sure that you know um, Kristen Weber, who is a comedian. She does actual accordion. Have you ever met her? I have not. I'm sure she's terrific. Oh, be careful. Can you see my lip? 
Okay, enough of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so other than uh, that one, uh, what is one of your uh, uh, favorite impersonations or uh, impressions that you do or voices? Oh, I do everyone. I do Liam Neeson. If someone calls trying to sell me something, a spam call, one of those guys about my computer, I'm like, I want you to listen to me very carefully. I will find you, Steve, and your solar panels. Always a good one. For the older crowd, George Burns, it's nice to be here. At my age, it's nice to be anywhere. <laughs> I oh, love the glasses. Those are George Burns' glasses. Uh, who else do we have? We have a whole uh, kid and caboodle here. Remember, our Schwarzen- our- Arnold Schwarzenegger was our governor in California. Listen to me. This is Arnold in the palm. And you know, Dave, and I'm excited to be on your show. Look at you. You're working out. You're huge. Get down. Now get back up again. <laughs> who else is here? Oh, look who's here from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum. Ah, yes, of course. I, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Dave, there's a dinosaur in my apartment.com. I uh, change, uh, change your apartment. Don't get eaten. Okay. I like Jeff Goldblum. No one else seems to like Jeff Goldblum. I don't know what's going on. But uh, uh, For the older crowd, you've got, got to throw in the fly reference every once in a while, don't you? I uh, guess uh, uh, the Brendel fly, Brendel fly. I'm not getting weaker. I'm getting stronger. Yes. Yeah, stronger. Of course. Stronger, Brendel Fly. Yeah, there you go. I love Jeff. I love, uh, hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. That's right. Hey, Dave, get her done. Is it already done? All right. It's, it's, it's been done. It done did, done it. Yeah, my sister's got moles on her face, and one of them bit me. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's how'd terrible. you get that close to your sister that it could bite you? I know, right? We don't want to know. There's probably some weird. They're probably from Arkansas. I did a show in Arkansas. I'm just glad to be back in the States. Yes. Yes. This guy from Arkansas says, hey, Scott, if I divorce my wife, is she still my sister? Mm. Horrible. And he meant it, too. I, I looked him in the eye, Dave. I said, look, Dad, rough. <laughs> my parents, I can't take him anywhere. We actually lost my dad a year ago. He's not dead. We just don't know where he is. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a big mall. It was a giant mall, the Mall of America, and he wandered off. So if you see a 97-year-old guy that looks like me, <laughs> throw a net over him. You know my dad's 97 and he still drives, Dave? He still drives at 97. Wow. Isn't That's that awesome. sad? Oh, no. He's got a bifocal windshield. Oh, man. That's He called me up. He said he hit some mailboxes. I said, where's the car, Dad? He said, inside the post office. Huh. I said, where's mom? She got out to get stamps. Okay, dad. <laughs> Did you get along with your dad, Dave, when you were growing up? Nah, here and there. Was it turbulent? Yeah, my dad, because my dad's a big drinker, half Irish, all scotch. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. The cops pulled him over. They found 10% blood in his alcohol. Oh, no. <laughs> I can get, you- I'll just keep doing the jokes until you stop me, Dave. <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, going back to Arkansas, you said he looked him in the eye. Which eye? Because they, they point Ooh. in different directions. Yeah, you never know. Like Mark and, said, he, he did some backwards town where the whole town, they only had three teeth combined out of the whole town, and, and they were all on a necklace around the mayor's neck. <laughs> anyway. Well, and, and the the bad thing about about Arkansas is the fact that 
there are children in Africa that send them money. Yes, and we're glad about that. And they need it. Those little Arkansas children. Not my son. I, I should send my son overseas. It'd be cheaper to send my son overseas at a dollar a day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's he's 14 and six foot two. Haircuts are easy. I shove him under the ceiling fan. Well, that's easy. And he loves to eat, Dave. A t- yeah. My teenage son. And they're always looking for food. He's looking for food. He even answers phone calls that say potential spam. Mm. Nuts, right? He loves that spam. What is that, a Hormel call or what? <laughs> Good old Hormel spam. You look at the cat, Dave. The cat is delicious. My sister yeah, has a cat. My sister has a cat. She said they land on their feet, and I said, you're not throwing it against the wall hard enough. Right. I I would try that, but uh, I, I do you know, want to sleep in the bed more often than the couch. With how many years married, Dave? Uh, six years and two months. Six years and two months. You still have that new car smell, Dave. I don't. I she bought me used. No, you don't. I can smell you through the the Zoom. Anyway, listen, and it's and it's Streamyard. Yes. Which is weird. I had a prostate exam over COVID in 2020, and that was on Zoom. That was weird. Wow. You got to hold the camera phone just right. Use a filter. The colonoscopy was curbside service. It was wacky, Dave. Wacky. Man, man. That sounds painful. <laughs> you have to stay safe, though. You yeah. have you must stay safe. My wife and I had a fight. We're keeping six rooms apart. Thank you. <laughs> These are the jokes. COVID comedy where we aim to sneeze. Laugh yes. it up. I'm huge. I'm big in my living room. We're over 2020, we took a big family vacation. We went from the kitchen to the den. It's very exciting. But were you masked? We were. My wife, look at my face. My wife makes me wear my mask indoors. Mm. It's ugly. I'm the love child of John Elway and Gary Busey. Am I right, Dave? Hey. <laughs> Before Gary Busey's accident or after? Right after. Okay. Right after the, the, you know, the 405 got him. Yeah. Right after the 405, Dave. It's a big night out for Dave. So uh, uh, I do have to ask, uh, have you ever told your wife, you know, when she's complained about needing, you, you need to wear the mask? My line was always, beauty's only a light switch away. Exactly. I love what Rodney Dangerfield said. He said, for years, my wife was afraid of the dark, and then she saw me naked. Now she's afraid of the light. <laughs> yeah. Hey, relax. Take it easy, Dave. I get no respect at all. <laughs> what a crowd. Relax. I love Rodney. Yeah. I'm sure you love Rodney too, Dave. Absolutely. I, I'm i a huge fan of the, uh, the self-humbling humor. Yes. I don't call it self-deprecation. That sounds bad. Yeah. Self-humbling sounds better. Yeah, I hear you. That happens a lot here in, in my home. And in my act. Well, whatever keeps you grounded. You got to have that thorn in the flesh that, that Paul had. Yeah. You got to have the, the the people that keep you from getting a big head like our friend Christopher Shawnshaw. We don't, and we don't want that because the man is, he's out of control. He is. He really is. He really is. And, uh, and uh, there's a guy who loves to eat. I said, Christopher, what do you want on a hamburger? He said, a hot dog. Can you believe that, Dave? <laughs> The man's out of control. He is. 
Like my son, who also won't. My son's crazy. You have kids, Dave? Uh, just the three cats, but uh, we're we're working and praying for uh, for a few uh, urchin of our own. Yeah. After our second child, my wife made me get a vasectomy, and we adopted. Oh. Yeah, and we adopted, Dave. <laughs> Go ahead and just step on the punchline whenever, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Try to stay awake a little while, Dave. I'm, I'm tr- I will. But the cats are lovely. We have a dog. Our dog is Jewish. Did I mention that? No, I didn't. I yeah, didn't I'm very excited. We, well, we just found out someone rang our doorbell, UPS, and we hear, oi, 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 we're closed. <laughs> we're closed. I, I did not know that there were Jewish dogs. I, that's, are, uh, our, dog, our dog is very fantastic. Uh, he, he bit the neighbor kid. That's hmm. horrible. And then the city says we have to put him to sleep. I said, that's fine with me. I don't even like that kid. There you go. Yeah, here's a pillow. Tell Billy I said night nights for crying out loud. It's nuts with the dog. All he does is eat, sleep, and and pee in the backyard. I mean, it's like living with my dad. Is your dad Jewish too, or just the dog? Just just half Jewish. It's just just the dog only. The dog only. Animals are. I I killed a huge mouse. A month ago, and now they refuse to let me back into Disney World. Oh, man. That's, yeah. that's a shame. Lousy Mickey. He started it. I believe it. He, he's an instigator. Somebody with only four fingers can't be trusted. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. And they don't care what stuff costs. You know, it's a, out here, it's $109 a person. 109 to get into Disneyland per person. There's four of us. Dave, I had a stroke at the happiest place on earth. <laughs> I'm telling you. They had to do CPR right there on Snow White. I, I They don't know what food costs at Disneyland. I, I had to put a, a, a hot dog and a soda on layaway. Oh, man. I'll do the joke again, Dave, for your four listeners. <laughs> I had to put a hot dog and a soda on layaway. I like all the questions that are coming in. Anyway, I know. please I enjoy know. the chat. I believe that they're uh, they're just stunned by the brilliance. The brilliance is, if anyone is watching this, please blink. Let me know you're watching. Send an emoji. How about those? Em- I know nothing about computers, Dave. I told my wife, my lap- I think my laptop, had- well, she said it has windows. I bought curtains. That's what I'm mm. trying to say, Dave. I was surfing the net. I almost drowned. Have you done that? I have not done that. Uh, I have a, a sister who would keep walking out uh, to the mailbox every time the, uh, the voice would say, you've got mail. Yeah, that's dumb. That sounds like my brother. They they must be cut from the same cloth. They're not too bright, right? Right. <laughs> hey, look, my, Michael Ed, Edward Myers, Edgar. That's hard to say, but God bless you, Michael. We'll call him M-E-M. Bobby Ebert. Do you know him? I, I know her, yes. Oh, it's a girl. Okay, good. There you go. So, sorry, Bobby. I know her. Well, her beard's a little thicker than yours, but she's very <laughs> lovely. We love you, Bobby Ebert. Um, of, 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 uh, is it a sister, your sister? Uh, that's actually my wife. Oh, well, good for you. Maybe the cats will chime in in a couple of minutes. Well, one of them does have a Facebook profile, so we'll see if he'll log on. And probably more followers than me. When I was a kid, I killed a bird with a BB gun. A lot of kids do that. Boys do. Then I felt bad thinking there's that bird lying dead at the bottom of the cage. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, that pet shop owner's face, he wasn't uh, 
They threw me out quick, Dave. I'll tell you that right now. Have you been back? I have not, and and uh, they won't let me in. Uh, it, it's only been three weeks. It's only been three weeks, but who cares at this point with you and the cats and the family? And uh, did we mention they call me Mr. Mem? There you go. That's M-E-M for Michael Edgar Myers. We love him, man. You remember Mike Myers from, didn't he kill somebody with a mask? And Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, was fleeing from this man. Um, or he was on SNL. Uh, swing. Yes. Mike Myers, exactly. everyone. <laughs> Mike, Mike Myers. And did, and, and, but Mike, M-E-M, please tune in to Something Smells Funny on 2B TV, now streaming. Did we mention that? There you so, go. Something smells funny. Also, something smells funny. TV, and uh, it's it's too much. You know, like I say, hey, you mentioned your sister, uh, my brother. There, there's a piece of work. I, I I told my brother most accidents happen within a mile of where you live. He moved. Can you believe that? That's not smart, is it, Dave? I hope he uh, did. He move to California, or where did where did he go? He did. He moved. He moved out of California. My family lives everywhere. I'm not. Just so you'll know that my uh, they're they're crazy. My my brother, he's he's nuts. You know what I'm saying? He's so dumb. We were talking healthcare. I said, "Are you HMO?" He said, "No, I like women." So that was weird. Yeah, I told him for extra money he should try flipping houses. He got a hernia. Oh man, um, yeah, because they're heavy, Dave. Yes, they yes, are. Michael Edward, Edward, Edgar Myers knows what I'm talking about. Again, the two people that have chimed in, we love you. Thanks for listening. Spread the love. Spread the virus. Is there a lot of crime right outside of uh, Chicago, there, uh, Dave? It depends on, on the weather. Uh, if it's too weather. hot, yeah. If it's too hot, uh, they tend to stay inside. But if it's there a nice go. day, it, there's nothing more fun than to spend your day out in the sun shooting people. Yes. Uh, you know, so that's the Chicago way. Nothing better than getting mugged in the fall. Am I right, Dave? Exactly, because the leaves are there to absorb the impact when they knock you over. Yes, of course. They're turning colors. They're choking you. You're turning colors. It's a lovely walk in the park. Where I live, there's uh, this guy earlier. He said, have you seen a cop around here? I said, no. And he said, great, give me your money. And he pulled a weapon, Dave. It was nuts. That was the weapon finger right there in case you uh, I've only been shot twice where we live, and once by my wife. Mm. So I'm joking. Dave, that's a joke. They were both by my wife. Dave, please. It's rough. It's a rough marriage. I told you. It's rough. Do you got good aim at least? Good aim. Good aim. I don't know if you fight with – I had a little fight with my wife earlier before the uh, podcast. I called a little fight. They worded it differently on the police report. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that stinks, Dave. (laughs) She hates the way I – Everything is no good with her. I, I, she hates the way I drive. She's like, you're going to hit someone. You're going to hit someone. And I told her in about a minute. Ooh, ooh, mm. Dave, not good, Dave. Let me lean in like Robert De Niro. It's not good. It's not good at all. Hey, Bobby says we had a homicide out our back door. Is that true? Yeah, about uh, two years ago, um, a lot of, uh, I think like 30 bullets flew into this car and uh, took this guy out about five minutes after I'd gone to work. So I, I dodged a bullet on that one. Think they were aiming for you? And for you? I don't think they were aiming for me because I'm kind of a big target. 
So the, yeah, um, they they didn't look like stormtroopers, so I don't think they they would have missed me that badly. Not a lot of crime here, Dave. We start. Do you have the neighborhood watch program? Do you have those out there? We don't. We Not started, in our neighborhood. Oh yeah, you, we started a neighborhood watch program, and I'm really excited. It's my turn to wear it. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, my neighbor gets. Yeah, isn't that nice? My neighbor gets it tomorrow. We have timeshare. Like these are the jokes that have kept me out of the big time. I just want people <laughs> to know that. But you'll hear a lot more on something smells funny on Tubi TV. Am I wrong about that, Dave? You are not wrong about that at all. But you are on your way to the big time because the Gifts of Glory podcast is the launching pad for everybody. Um, that's that's my story. Yes. I can do it. Um, I, and so, I believe you because for years I've been on Comedy Central, Fox, BET, America's Got Talent, the new TV show. But every, but people say Scott, but you'll never do gifts for glory. And look, here I am, here I am, Dave. What what a night! Won't he what do it? Way. Won't he do it? They, I didn't think it was possible, and I I, sh- I showed up. I made the commitment, and I was a little late. I didn't even want to do it. But I'm just, I'm kidding, Dave. We love you, Dave. I loved you on Grizzly Adams, by the way. I thought you were incredible. You're too young to even know who Grizzly Adams even is, I'm sure. I, so, I've heard the name. And, of course, I uh, the reference from uh, Happy Gilmore uh, helps uh, kind of solidify that reference. Yeah, he had the big burly beard and all that. He was a big mountain man. Like you, Dave. Look at you, Dave. You have your own zip code, Dave. You're exciting. I do. I put my belt on with a boomerang. That's holy smokes. My dad's 97. His pants keep coming up higher and higher. Do you have a dad or a grandpa with a creepy crawly pants, waist, chest, neck? How high can the, my dad's 97, Dave. His belt's a headband. (laughs) The man, oh, he has to unzip his fly to sneeze. Which now he doesn't need a mask. He doesn't, just the trousers. Nice. You know, speaking of crime, though, a bunch of uh, I don't know if you guys have the Ross dress for less out where you are. We do. Yeah. A bunch of bunch of looters just broke in and reorganized. I'm going to do the joke again. I said a bunch <laughs> of looters. They broke in. Mm-hmm. And what they do, Dave? They organized. They, re- they reorganized, Dave. Thank you again. And that, that was again for Bobby and Michael, the two listeners that are still with us. And I love you both. You don't know. What a night. So one of the uh, um, the things I do on this show is uh, ask somebody, uh, ask our guests to share their testimony, uh, their faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far back as, as you want to go, as uh, as in-depth as you want to go, uh, tell us, how did, how did Jesus enter into your life? Like everybody, I was saved by Grace, uh, beautiful lady Grace Johnson. She was uh, the organist at our church. Grace was saving so many people. No, as a young man, you know, I dropped out of high school and started hanging with the wrong crowd, of course. And I was an alcoholic and a drug abuser in my early Mm -hmm. 20s and just partying and drinking and doing everything like a lot of people do and not really thinking about a future or 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 an afterlife. But, uh, you know, after many years of that, I thought the comedy career is going nowhere. What's going on? Uh, Because. You know, I'm doing all the drugs and the alcohol. I'm always drunk all the time and everything else. So mm. um, somebody uh, 
excuse me, a, a, a single mom and, and her daughter who lived down the street from where I was living, uh, you know, they befriended me and I used to make them laugh and they knew my dream was to be a comedian. But of course, they knew that I was doing all this, all this other stuff, running with the wrong crowd and mm-hmm. all, all kinds of, you know, horrible things. And so they just shared the love of God with me. They invited me to their local church. I heard the word on, on a midweek service, um, the Calvary Chapel, actually one of the Calvary Chapels, Pastor Raul Reese. And uh, West Covina, this was in the mid 80s. And I just gave my life over to the Lord. I said a simple prayer. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised his son from the dead, you'll be saved. I I believe that. I believe, you know, every bit of the word of God. And so I invited him in and all the alcohol and drugs and all the desires of things that I wanted went away, got involved in church and then started doing the comedy all over again. And, uh, and never looked back and, and and the Lord saw fit to, to make it my full-time career, something I've always wanted since I was in the fourth grade, you mm. know, 10, 11 years old wanting to do this. And so now it's been over 30 years and I'm, I'm super blessed, super blessed by God. So that, and I love that. Um, you know, some people, when they have that, that conversion moment, uh, they, they still struggle, but mm-hmm. uh, it seems like God really just, just basically flipped a switch mm-hmm. and, like just completely realigned your whole life. Right. Absolutely. And I just didn't have that desire. And I started reading the word, getting involved in church on Wednesdays and Sundays. I met my wife at that very same church. Um, uh, I was involved in a theater group. We were doing a lot of plays and sketches, you know, they were all clean family scripture based. And that helped me, you know, get in front of an audience at an early age in my mid to late twenties, uh, wanting to do the comedy. And so I would do a little bit of stand up before some of those, um, you know, Saturday night performances that we put on, like you do with the improv and all that. And, we, and our mm-hmm. church let us do that and put on sketches and skits and, and full on plays. And so that helped me get my feet wet in front of a, because uh, I started off in the comedy clubs. You know, a lot of guys who are so-called, you know, they call themselves a Christian comic, but they got saved. And then they started doing comedy. I mean, my stuff started before I was saved. So, and it wasn't really dirty. There might've been one or two little curse words here and there, but nothing really, a lot of innuendo, things like that. But once I got saved, I found out, you know, I don't have to get dirty or use any kind of foul language to make people laugh. Um, and so it was, it's, a, it's been a great, great journey to be able to do a, a comedy club or a church. And it's the same show. You know, I don't have to worry about trying to be clean or, you know, can you clean up your act for TV? Well, it's all clean anyway. So you don't have to lunge for the remote. There's no F-bombs or anything like that. You know, no racist material or just ugliness in general. So, you know, uh, I'm, I've been loving it. And, and, and I've had more fun as a Christian than I've ever had when I was doing my own thing in the world. You know, God has really yeah. uh, just done tremendous things. Beautiful wife, beautiful family, and a great career. Yeah, one of the things that I'm often questioned about is, being clean, doesn't that limit you? Doesn't that put handcuffs on you? My argument is usually we serve the ultimate creator, so we should be pretty much just as creative. Yes, I agree. And it's easy to be clean for me. Like I said, it was very little innuendo when I was doing it. Maybe, like I said, one or two curse words, but not like most comics. But once I had that transformation, once I was became born again, um, you know, I just studied all the greats that were always clean. You know, from the old timers, from the Henny Youngman to even today, Ray Romano, Seinfeld, Jay Leno, Brian Regan, Jimmy Brogan, um, every you know, all, all the all the greats. Uh, you know, keep it clean. You know, Jim Gaffigan. 
He's huge. He's like one of the mm-hmm. number one comics along with Seinfeld and Brian Regan and just all good, clean stuff you can relate to about family and life and the kids, the cat, the dog, Walmart, you know, whatever life. And we just find a funny way to uh, to poke fun at it and bring it to the masses. So, um, no, it's very easy for me. I work with other comics who are dirty and then they got to try to work clean and they might slip up or something. So for me, it's no problem. I push mm-hmm. myself. How funny can I be and still be clean? Yeah. And you do it magnificently. Uh, Just riffing here. I know having one person as a host responding is not the same as a, as an audience, but uh, I mean, you were killing it here and uh, uh, you know, something smells funny and the, uh, the PC two show with, with uh, Dr. Watson, uh, you know, those just show that you, you have the the same thing I think that I have where it's the mind never shuts off, which is both a blessing and a curse. It's, uh, Uncle Ben from uh, Peter, you know, from um, uh, Spider-Man would be like, with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And yeah. that brain that doesn't shut off is a great, uh, great power. Yeah. And I love to make people laugh. And maybe I'm always, I mean, not always, but most of the time, I just want to make people laugh and enjoy life. And if I have a joke, um, you know, I'm going to tell it, you know, or, yeah. or be funny because I just want to use my gift. You know, I'm here to love God and serve God. And then number two is to use that gift that God gave me to bring joy to other people. And speaking of that, we forgot to mention, you know, there's a, everyone knows about the dry bar, the dry bar comedy specials. Well, my dry bar called Mr. Punchline will be out this January. So nice. Yeah. So this January of 2022, look for dry bar. uh, My Scott Wood special on drybar.com dry bar on Facebook. Uh, It's all over the place and it'll be called Mr. Punchline. So you can check out the 40 minute, live comedy special at dry bar this January. But between now and then you can stream all five episodes of something smells funny on Tubi. And also, uh, and there's a lot of videos. If you go to YouTube and just type in comedian, Scott Wood, you're going to see my whole career. What a career. What a night. I'm telling you. Even all the beta, are they uploaded to YouTube? The beta, the a track, the real, the real. It's too much. It's, um, but anyway, hey, out here in California, I mentioned we're really close to the fire and the smoke. Really? Yeah, my wife is cooking. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I, I take it you're not uh, eating dinner tonight? No, I, I am. She's, she's a fantastic cook. My mom was the worst. My mom. Oh, my gosh. How do you burn salad? Is that, I mean, I found a bone in my jello. That may have been intentional. Maybe that was... You know, it could be because, I mean, the woman used the smoke alarm as a timer. (laughs) She says, guess who's coming to dinner? And I'm thinking, as always, paramedics? Hey, I saved a guy from from choking at Denny's. I told him, don't eat there. Oh, nice. Nice. Good advice. (laughs) You guys have Denny's, don't you? Everywhere, Denny's? Oh, Oh, my gosh, Denny's. I love Denny's has a sign in the window, Dave. It says, sorry, we're open. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that. You got to look close. I asked the Denny's waitress, Dave. I said, what do you recommend? She said, Applebee's. (laughs) So, and if you're like me, so me, the wife and the waitress, we all got in the car and went to Applebee's. We're very exciting. Nice. Or it was excited. Which is is more interesting. Uh, What's that? Den- which is more dangerous, Denny's or Waffle House? Because you've been all over the road. 
Waffle House is like a sick joke. I'm, I mean, do they ever clean? That is the nastiest. It's like having, it's like having breakfast in a men's room. Am I wrong about that? You know what? The Waffle House men's room is so bad. I had to use two seat covers, and I was using the urinal. <laughs> That's not good, is it, Dave? No, but I do think that most people who've eaten and not gotten sick at Waffle House are uh, COVID immune. They are. So that would be me too. Yeah. But there's the new virus. There's variant. My friend just caught the Delta on Southwest. Oh, no. Horrible. It was on Duct Tape Airlines. Have you seen Have you seen that in the news? No, Holy Duct Tape Paul. Airlines. Oh, yeah. The the airline, the flight attendants, if you even start to mouth off, they're, they're duct taping you to your seat, my friend. Oh, yeah. You don't like the coffee? Phyllis, get the duct tape. Oh, man. Yeah, I hope you like to be adhered to your seat for the next two hours. And whatever happened to the, uh, when I was a kid, they were called stewardesses and they were very lovely. Now they're flight attendants and I don't know what happened. The last one looked like Dr. Phil in a dress. Mm. And if you've, ever seen, if you've ever seen Dr. Phil in a dress, Dave, you know what I'm talking about. These are the jokes, Dave. I don't know if your listeners know that. <laughs> 32 years, Dave. I haven't quit the business and no one's asked me. Try and cheer down, Dave. We're almost we're almost at this we're almost at the hour mark, and my battery's going low. Well, my wife enjoys it. Which Good. Is, you, this is the kind of humor I do, but she never yes. LOLs me. She LOLs you. So right. uh, you've got you've won at least one new fan. Good. Um, so as we are getting close to that hour mark, I do want to jump into our final two segments. Yes. Uh, the uh, first one is called uh, the interrogation. Seven random questions that wouldn't have otherwise fit in uh, in our conversation. So here we go. Let's do it. First question: We always hear the bad stuff, but what is your favorite thing about living in California? Uh, the weather, and of course, you know we're the entertainment capital and food capital of the world. So the weather, food, Hollywood. Nice. Next question. Next question. Uh, Can I buy a vowel? Am I allowed to phone a friend? Absolutely. Uh, call Christopher. He, he might he might pick up. I'm actually surprised we haven't heard from him tonight. Right. But uh, what's your favorite hobby or pastime? I have two of them. I love to um, write. Well, three of them. I love to write. I love to read. I'm reading all the time. I'm a big book guy. I have a huge comedy library. Reading and, 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 and writing comedy uh, and doing my cartooning. I'm also a cartoonist, so I like to draw. So those things things keep me busy, but a lot of reading. I love to read. Nice. Uh, you did. Uh, you mentioned to me the, uh, this afternoon before uh, this uh, we got together uh, that you you have a cartoon that you're working with. I didn't have a chance to uh, get that updated in our uh, no show notes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about? Yeah, that? I'm, I'm, work, I'm working with cartoonist Jim Brinkley. He's a great cartoonist, and so he draws the cartoons. I write the funny one-liners. We put them together, and we're just going to try to get a book together of uh, from the from the stage to the page, a comedian's comics, and so it's a lot of fun. Like today, he drew one where the 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 wife is on the couch looking at the husband in a full hazmat suit, and she's telling him, "Looks good. Now you can go change the baby's diaper." Yes. You know, things <laughs> like that. Um, you know, m- m- many many weird weird things like that. Uh, two guys are talking on a park bench when uh, one cartoon, and the guy says, "I feel horrible. I ran over the neighbor's cat today. I feel bad. It took me three tries." Things like that. You know, just 
A lot of one-liners from my act. The one guy is at the counter of the pharmacist. That's another one panel. He's just talking to the pharmacist and he's saying, my doctor told me to take X-lax for my cough. It works. After I took the X-lax, I was too afraid to cough. Yeah. So stuff like that. If you go to my Facebook page, they're on there. So you can check that out. And I think, uh, and we're back to the random questions. Yes. (laughs) Great segue. What's a passage of scripture that has challenged you? challenged me uh well ephesians 5 1 has always been one of my favorites be an imitator of christ as dearly beloved children to always be like christ you know not only to imitate him but paul says imitate me for i imitate christ and uh, because i do impressions and imitations i want to be challenged in my life to be more like jesus to make that my greatest uh i want people to see jesus in me more than anything all right, question number four, if you could, whether it was uh, uh, something good or something you want to uh, try out uh, again, uh, what's something you would like to go back and do again? Whether it's a good experience you want to experience again or something you want to go and try to fix? Gosh, that's a good one. Let's see. Well, I'd like to go back to my wedding day. That was great. That was a fantastic day. So that was a lot of fun. Plus, there was some great shows that I've had in the past, really big, super shows uh, so there's a, there's, I guess many things and, um, to fix something in the past, you know, it's always God's timing, but you know, had I been a little bit younger, maybe heard God's call, I could have started the career a little bit earlier, but again, everything in God's timing, you know, he knew mm-hmm. in my mid twenties, I was going to be drinking and doing drugs and that's when he would call me. But, um, I should have, I regret the years that I, I wasn't born again, but since then it's been great. So, uh, uh, you know, that might be something. All right. Question number five, what has been your proudest moment? Uh, I guess being a dad to my two kids, my son and my daughter, and also being able to say that I've been able to make a lot of people laugh probably in 32 years doing all 50 states and, and, and abroad. I've probably touched at least a million people, at least, I'm sure, to make them laugh. So I think that's, you know, being a good dad, a good husband, and a good comic is is what I'm proud of. So you I'm are. The, I'm, I'm, one of, I'm the funniest comic in my price range. <laughs> and it's a steal. Yes, it is. Question number six. Uh, what makes you laugh? Like generally silly, laugh? Yeah, silly humor. My wife, she always says some funny stuff. She's written a lot of jokes for my act. She's very funny. There's some comics that make me laugh. Again, Brian Regan, uh, my beautiful wife, is peeking in right now. Cause she's awesome. But uh, Brian Regan is funny. I have some comics that make me laugh. And uh, so uh, she's about, look, she's bringing down the, uh, she, there she is. There's my beautiful bride <laughs> <laughs> of over 25 years. So she makes me smile. That's she makes Aww. me laugh Aww. and my kids are great. So um, I love it. Nice she's to meet you. What'd she, I, what, what'd you say there, Dave? I was saying, nice to meet you. Nice That's to see you. You too. You too. Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is my show. Anyway, listen. <laughs> it's actually your show, Dave. It's your show. So, yeah. So, uh, family and friends make me laugh. So, I'm excited about that. All right. Now, as things are opening up, uh, if you could book any venue uh, with any other comics, uh, time is not a uh, constraint. Uh, so, it could be living or dead. Where would your dream show be and with whom? Maybe me and Rodney Dangerfield at Carnegie Hall. How about that? Wow. Wouldn't that, that would be, be great? 
Rodney is like the greatest, all of them, Jackie Mason. I mean, the list goes on and on from Phyllis Diller to Joan Rivers to Don Rickles. But Rodney, Rodney, I mean, just, you know, boom, boom, boom with the jokes. And that's what influenced me. And I, I loved him. And yeah, if I could even go back in time and I got to meet him once and talk a little bit of comedy. It wasn't very long, a few minutes. But I mean, if I could, you know, do that again, that would be great. I mean, to share the stage with Rodney, forget about it. Right. Absolutely. All right, Scott. So our final, final question that we ask yes, is uh, for anyone that's looking to step up, use their gifts, uh, their talents, their passions uh, for God's glory. What would you say your wise counsel would be? Well, just be committed to it. Whatever you're going to do, give it 100 percent. With me, it was the comedy. I didn't get in it to be like a big star or people all my sitcom or movies. I got in it because I loved it. I love to write jokes and then take those jokes in front of a bunch of people. And I'm on a stage and just say, you know, here's what I hope. I, I hope you'll find funny, you know? And so that's what I would say is to just, um, whatever your career is, um, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Don't give up too early. Believe in yourself for sure. If you don't believe in you, no one else will. So really say, yes, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the best that I can, or at least one of the best. So I get noticed. And number two, when it comes to, if you're in the entertainment field, you know, and you, you know, you go, how much do I charge or what is this? Or sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes not so good. You know, you don't get what you want. You get what you negotiate. You don't get what you want. You get what you negotiate. So just try to find that happy medium between you and the client that's booking you. Don't overprice yourself. Don't under, you know, but just, again, if you're funny, cream will rise to the top. Um, the money will always come no matter what profession you're doing. But again, find it out what it is you do better than anyone else and just just go for it, you know, and, and really commit yourself to it. Don't just give up after a, a few no's, because if, if that's the case, when comics say, if I don't make it to The Tonight Show in five years or if I'm not on in three years on Jimmy Kimmel, then I quit. Well, you might as well quit now, because what if what if you're not on in three and you were going to what if it was the fifth year you were going to be on? What if you had to get a little bit better? What if you had to learn a little bit more about your craft to get noticed? You see what I'm saying? So, you know, life is a marathon. We don't just sprint a little bit and go, oh, my dream didn't come true. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end it all. You know, so um, I've had a lot of no's in my career. And I've had a lot of great yeses, too. It's not, you know, life is a roller coaster. Sometimes it's, it's the great ride going down and exciting. And sometimes it's that click, 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 click going up through the trials and tribulations. So find out your gift. Really use it for God's glory. Don't take no for an answer. You don't get what you want. You get what you negotiate. And f first and foremost, really believe in yourself. You know, and if you believe in you, others will too. So that's a good word. So uh, Scott Wood, thank you so much for uh, being on the Gifts for Glory podcast. Uh, this is going to be uh, replayed on uh, Roku TV, on Creative Motion Network, all over social media and uh, on YouTube. Uh, for those of you listening or watching, connect with the show, somethingsmellsfunny.tv, mm -hmm. or on Facebook, at somethingsmellsfunny. Uh, four episodes out now, including uh, there's one that's, you kind of, you featurette. said it's like a highlight? The featurette. Yeah, it's a featurette. It's a teaser, yeah. So they can see that as well, the best of, and then watch all four. And then they can also follow me on Facebook, Mr. Punchline. So look for Mr. Punchline on uh, Facebook. And, of course, uh, as the new year rolls around, look out for Mr. Punchline, uh, the uh, special on Dry Bar. Uh, we've had a lot of great uh, comedians go through there. And uh, um, really looking forward to seeing that special. So, Scott Wood, thank you so much for being on. And I hope you have a blessed uh, rest of your night. Say hi uh, to your beautiful wife. Enjoy dinner. And, you uh, too. 
We'll be talking soon. Take care. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everybody. Hug the cats for me. I will. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Bye.